European Hearts Journal Issue at a Glance, Volume 39, Issue 40, Focus Issue on Prevention, by Editor-in-Chief Professor Thomas Lucia. Preventing Coronary Artery Disease, Stroke, and Aortic Valve Disease Prevention involves both accurate risk assessment and proper measures, starting with exercise and lifestyle changes up to medical therapy, as outlined in the recent ESC guidelines. Hyperlipidemia is one of the most important risk factors for atherosclerotic vascular disease. For the decision to move to statins or other lipid-lowering drugs, proper risk assessment is mandatory, particularly in familial hyperlipidemia, as these individuals are usually younger at diagnosis. Interestingly, the exposure to various cardiovascular risk factors is associated with the expression of aging genes and premature aging of the circulation. In the first fast-track paper entitled Association between Phenotypic Familial Hypercholesterolemia and Telomere Length in U.S. Adults, results from a multi-ethnic survey, Mackay Banach and colleagues from the Medical University of Lodz in Poland add a new aspect to it. The association between telomere length, a biological index of aging, and familial hypercholesterolemia has not been investigated. Using data from the N. Haynes Registry, individuals who had telomere length measurements and a phenotypic diagnosis of familial hypercholesterolemia based on the Dutch Lipid Clinical Network criteria were included. The adult prevalence of familial hypercholesterolemia in N. Haynes was 0.43%. The phenotypic frequencies of probable and definite familial hypercholesterolemia were 0.42% and 0.03% respectively. Subjects with familial hypercholesterolemia had a higher prevalence of hypertension, type 2 diabetes, obesity, and early atherosclerosis, 42.2%, compared to the overall population, 2.9%. Overall, The mean telomere length in the non-familial hypercholesterolemia population was 1.09 T to S ratio and 1.09 for total familial hypercholesterolemia. Adjusted telomere length was shorter in familial hypercholesterolemia compared with healthy subjects. Subjects in the highest quartile of telomere length had 12% less chance of having familial hypercholesterolemia compared with those with telomere length in the lowest quartile. Thus, these preliminary data suggest an association between telomere length and index of biological age and the presence of familial hypercholesterolemia, the most common inherited cause of premature atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease. Given the author's relatively low sample size, the findings need confirmation in larger studies. Inflammation is now known to increase the risk of cardiovascular disease even in individuals with optimally managed low-density lipoprotein cholesterol, or LDLC. In the second fast-track manuscript by the same author group entitled Associations Between Very Low Concentrations of LDL Cholesterol, HSCRP, and Health Outcomes in the Reasons for Geographical and Racial Differences in Stroke, or REGARDS, study, 
they explored relationships between LDLC, high sensitivity C reactive protein, or HSCRP, and outcomes in 6,136 high risk individuals enrolled in the Reasons for Geographical and Racial Differences in Stroke, or REGARDS, study. Participants with high LDLC and low HSCRP had a lower risk of stroke with a hazard ratio of 0.69 and of coronary artery disease with a hazard ratio of 0.71 and cardiac death with a hazard ratio of 0.70 than those with the same LDLC and high HSCRP. In participants with high HSCRP, low LDLC was not associated with additional risk reduction of any outcome other than all-cause mortality with a hazard ratio of 1.37. Thus, high-sensitivity C-reactive protein appears to be more strongly associated with risk of incident stroke, incident coronary disease, and cardiac death than LDLC. As such, these results support other data with respect to the importance of inflammatory processes in the pathogenesis of cardiovascular disease. The pathophysiology of aortic stenosis is largely unknown. Although it shares some similarities with atherosclerosis of large arteries, statins proved ineffective in this population. In a third original research paper entitled Early Cardiovascular Protection by Initial Two-Drug Fixed-Dose Combination Treatment versus Monotherapy in Hypertension, Giuseppe Mancia and colleagues from the Universities of Milan and Oxford tested in 5.4 million UK patients with no known cardiovascular disease or aortic valve disease at baseline whether elevated blood pressure is a risk factor for aortic valve stenosis or regurgitation. Over 9.2 years, 20,680 patients, or 0.38%, developed aortic stenosis, and 6,440, or 0.12%, aortic regurgitation. Systolic blood pressure was continuously related to the risk of aortic valve disease with no nadir down to 115 millimeters of mercury systolic. Each 20 millimeters of mercury increment in systolic blood pressure was associated with a 41% higher risk of aortic stenosis and a 38% higher risk of aortic regurgitation. Associations were stronger in younger patients with no evidence for interaction with gender or body mass index. Each 10 mm of mercury increment in diastolic blood pressure was associated with a 24% higher risk of aortic stenosis but not aortic regurgitation. Each 15 mm of mercury increment in pulse pressure was associated with a 46% greater risk of aortic stenosis and a 53% higher risk of aortic regurgitation. These novel findings are further discussed in an editorial by George L. Bacris from the Rush Presbyterian St. Luke's Medical Center in Chicago, Illinois, USA. Exercise is one of the cornerstones of preventive recommendations in healthy individuals as well as in stable cardiac patients. However, sports activities are also associated with a certain risk. 
As a consequence, particularly in competitive athletes, screening programs involving ECG and potentially also cardiac imaging are recommended. However, although hypertension is an established risk factor, as again reviewed in the 2018 ESC guidelines for the management of arterial hypertension, this aspect has been less well covered in recent guidelines and position papers. This is even more important as blood pressure variability and pulse pressure, which increases substantially during exercise, is also associated with cardiovascular risk. This issue further contains the recommendations for participation in competitive sports of athletes with arterial hypertension, a position statement from the Sports Cardiology section of the European Association of Preventive Cardiology, or EAPC, by Josef Niebauer from the University Hospital Paracelsus in Salzburg, Austria, and colleagues. Current guidelines of the European Society of Cardiology advocate regular physical activity as a Class 1A recommendation for the prevention and treatment of cardiovascular disease. Despite its undisputed multitude of beneficial effects, competitive athletes with arterial hypertension may be exposed to an increased risk of cardiovascular events. This document is an update of the 2005 recommendations and will give guidance to physicians who have to decide on the risk of an athlete during sport participation. Finally, this issue is complemented by a discussion forum relating to the manuscript The Impact of Confounding on the Associations of Different Adiposity Measures with the Incidence of Cardiovascular Disease, a cohort study of 296,535 adults of white European descent, by Stamatina Iliadromiti and colleagues from the University of Glasgow School of Medicine, Dentistry and Nursing in Scotland, UK. In their contribution entitled Disproving the Obesity Paradox Not, Salvatore Carbone and colleagues from the Virginia Commonwealth University in Richmond, Virginia, USA comment on the article and the authors appropriately reply in a separate contribution understanding what we mean by the obesity paradox. The editors hope that this issue of the European Hearts Journal will find the interest of its readers.